Hey everybody, welcome to the Funhouse Podcast. I'm Armando Torres, and today I'm joined by a very uh, diverse group of funny, funny people. We have uh, Justin Ingelmo. Morning. We have uh, Jaime Williams. Hola. And we have Elise. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Hailing here from Toronto. Toronto, Ontario, <laughs> Canada? No, no, it's That was tea. a butcher. <laughs> no second T. Toronto. Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. I was watching a YouTube video. I'm just going to take take it from you. Yeah, no. go for it. I was watching, uh, I got a suggested video and it was great. And it's, oh, man, I really I can't remember the name of the channel, which sucks, but he plays like Fight Night. Mm. And uh, he had a video where it was him trying to beat uh, Muhammad Ali with like a really weak character. Oh, it was Butterbean or something like that. He has a bunch of these things where he sets up these fights. He'll fight on the heart. He'll fight on the hardest AI and try and beat like, Mike Tyson with uh, Lil Mac, like mm -hmm. a created character, or he ba he created this monstrosity, and then he went up against Carl Winslow, who had like the worst stats in the game, or something like that. <laughs> and so he would he would try and win these fights through this thing. And he's very charismatic commentator. Does the videos are really really fun? And then, like within two minutes of the first video I was watching, he was like. He said something, and I was like, this guy's Canadian. <laughs> we got a Canadian on our hands, folks. Yeah. No one could do this except for a Canadian. And then, uh, like, maybe for, after watching 45 minutes worth of his videos, he, he was like, oh, that was a good shot, eh? And then he went, and he went, he went, Oh, I should say I'm I'm Canadian if I didn't already no. convey it with the A there. And I was like, that A was just the nail in the coffin, the Canadian coffin for you, my friend. I pegged you from a mile away. I remember watching a TV show recently. I was watching How To with John Wilson. The mm -hmm. best. And in the it's it's an the amazing show. Best. In the first episode, he meets that guy in Cancun. And I slowly started realizing as he interviewed him that that guy was Canadian. And there's clues like hidden throughout it. At mm -hmm. one point he says uh, something like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go out or oot or something. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. he gets a oot. And he's yeah. really healthy. He's re uh, like, he yeah. clearly uh, gets annual checkups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's destroying his body by smoking cigarettes, but he still like can breathe and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at one point he asks, he goes, what temperature is it in New York right now? And he goes, uh, 60 and he goes, Ooh. Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I love that because they're so, the accent's not really super pronounced. It is some places like, you know, like Montreal. Well, and, yeah, it depends on where you're from. It's like, <clears throat> how far, how far do you live from the city? Uh, oh, I'm like about 50 miles out of the city. Oh, can you tell me in centimeters? <laughs> <laughs> 60 clicks. Yeah, if you live in like, the, if you live in the Maritimes, you know, you're <clears throat> Newfoundland especially, you're going to have a very pronounced different accent that I can't even understand. Can I've, you do it? Oh, I Dubai. We're going to go down by the bay. We'll meet some buyers down there and we'll get okay. a beer. <laughs> but it, yeah, I've met people from there that I Asks, I asked him where in the world they were from. I, this one man, mm -hmm. I asked him where he was from, thinking he was maybe from like Ireland or somewhere. And he's like, oh, I'm from Newfoundland. And I was like, oh, I could not. Uh, that, your accent was so heavy. That but. man was Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this, is, this is such a 180 pivot. Justin, are those high top all birds? Oh, yeah, they are. I've been looking at those. Ooh. Those are ah, nice. Sorry. <laughs> what the fuck? Whoa. Comes through the violence and hearing in the system. They're slick. Those there are nice. There's I, get a shot of, there we go. I was curious uh, to see what me, the. Not shoes. All birds are a sustainable Jesus shoe, Christ. but I was curious to see what the high tops look like in the wild. They're pretty fresh. 
There was one another, point where we were out together, and I was like, I got a new pair of shoes. Have you ever heard of Allbirds? And Justin went, have I ever? And he pulled up his hand, no. like, and he had his Allbirds on. You're right, I was like, whoa, too. Bird Brothers. Bird are, <laughs> this is, I mean, are, is New Zealand in the Commonwealth? Or are they just separate from the... I, I, I don't actually know. I guess it would have been with Australia, they right? Are. Aren't they on the... They yeah, got the flag. Right? These right? Are, it's all about the flag. I love the Commonwealth. Like yeah, the the Canadians, Australians, they're like rare gems because you they're like you hear about these countries all the time, but when you look at the stats, like Canada has a smaller population than California. Yeah, yeah and it's a huge landmass. We all everybody lives along the border though. Yeah, yeah, maybe you like let us in though. So when you meet a Canadian, it's a rare treat. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a, it's a speciale. I know a lot of Canadians constantly. I just keep meeting. Because we're all so funny. So yeah. you probably meet a lot of us on the comedy scene. I actually yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about Canadians is that as soon as they prove their worth, they get the fuck out. <laughs> the weather, <laughs> honestly, I would, I, like, the weather here is amazing. The Canadian winters can get a little rough. Yeah. There's something about Canada that, like, does something in your brain to twist you comedically, I think. It's like, it's the deprecation. It's the feeling like you can never rise above your station. Because I think that's that's the national identity is to not have one and to not feel like, you know, Americans are boisterous in, in mm -hmm. an ego people, people of ego, not There's, us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm barely American. I'm half of it. Um, I was watching an interview with uh, uh, the, the dudes who made uh, Nirvana the band The Show. Mm -hmm. And they made that show initially, or part of it is through, you know, it's through the the government-funded TV thing, which, please correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding of it is that a certain percentage of Canadian television has to be made by Canadians. Yeah, I think it's 40%, and the same applies to radio. Mm -hmm. So, like, has to be, so, like, for example, you know, if you're listening to the radio in Canada, I think it's 40% would have to be Canadian artists and there are all kinds of different regulations. Right. Like, Is it all Drake? Yeah. yeah. It's I don't know. Drake I mean, I it's 25% Drake, 15% <laughs> Gord Downey. <laughs> I listen and 100% uh, reason to remember the great country of Canada. <laughs> I would stream 102.1 The Edge if I could get it to work and listen to it. I stream this other Canadian indie station from Toronto. And it's like, I love it because like the radio stations here, I feel like I hear the same stuff over and over again. But I play 88.1. 8.8, 8.1, and like... What was the edge? Like, Steal my sunshine. 102.1, the edge. Are they Canadian? The yeah. What's their name again? I, I always do this the system of a down. Wah! Because <laughs> the edge uses that as a transition. Did they oh, ever yeah. partner with 88.8 .8 Randy Orton? I don't know. Is that a joke? A little bit. <laughs> um, they had their own radio station called Rated RKO. Anyway. Canadian children's programming... Unless it's changed, when I was growing up, they couldn't have as many commercials as American children's programming, too, which was interesting. So, like, we had to have ways to buffer our children's shows because we couldn't have as many, like, toy commercials and shit. I don't know what—I don't know if maybe you just categorize them differently, but if, like, if you had children's shows and then shows for teens and then shows for adults. But we—and in America, when I was growing up, we got a couple of cartoons that I later found out were Canadian— and the way that I could tell that they were different from the American shows is they were allowed to say crap in them, wow. which was such a strange thing to me. They were cartoonies. It's a bunch of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Len? 
Len, they're from Toronto, I think. I think so. Yeah. What were the Canadian children's shows? I watched a show called Total Drama Island, which oh, was I great. I remember Total Drama Island. It was uh, it was like Survivor, but it was animated and completely scripted so they could be as stupid and wild as they wanted to be. I don't want to pivot off of Canada that I love so dear, but mm-hmm. did you guys see that Joe Millionaire is back? Yeah, my roommate was handed two th- roses made from $3. So she was at Kinney this weekend meeting a friend, which is in Venice, uh, which is by the beach here in Los Tracy. Angeles. Mm-hmm. No, go back. <laughs> oh. um, and so she was meeting a friend. She walked, She said she walks out uh, onto Abbott Kinney. It's like a popular street. And she said all of a sudden there was like hundreds of men in suits, uh, and which was all coming towards her. She's like first terrified. And then they all had these roses that were made from like folding $3, like the the rose itself, the petals were dollar bills, only $3 per rose. But then like they were all out passing these roses to people and they're like, a rose for you. She's like, I don't want to buy it. And they're like, it's $3. She's like, yeah, I don't want to buy it. (laughs) And they're like, no, it's it's literally $3 for you. And she's like, I'll have as many as you'll yeah. give me then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is to promote the, the show? Yeah, it was like, to promote the show. They were what like, show? only we can get Joe this. Millionaire. What's that? So Joe oh, Millionaire. you don't know what Joe Millionaire no. is? Well, at least break it down because you brought it up. Well, James and I are big Joe Millionaire fans. We both watched <laughs> it when it aired in the early 2000s, I I was say. in college, so it yeah. must have been 83. <laughs> <laughs> and so Joe, the premise of the show was that they got this Blue collar worker, the mm. titular Joe. Construction guy. Construction. He worked in construction. Yeah. Rugged. He looked like a Disney prince. Handsome devil. Yeah. Like me. Handsome yeah, sure. devil. Yeah. And they put him in a bachelor-esque <laughs> situation. So he's in a house with 12 beautiful women or whatever. Like me. And they all think that he's a millionaire, but he's he's a... It's the regular Joe. But he's, he's a regular Joe. But he's a dirty yeah. piece of he's shit. He's a Joe millionaire. And yeah. uh, so he wants the women to learn to love him for who he is, except his personality wasn't good. He's kind of dim. That's him? He was kind of dim. He was kind of dim. I, the Joe thing Millionaire? that I vaguely yeah, remember. Yeah, look at that stunner. He looks He's like Eric. He's actually pretty handsome. He now, looks like Eric. It's been about 20 years, but if I recall. This is the first guy, right? Yeah. Yes. If I recall guy. correctly, he received fellatio in the bushes. We don't know the, what happened. In maybe the penultimate episode. We don't know no. what happened. We, all we know is a subtitle that said slurp, slurp. Slurp, slurp. 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 Yeah. Yo, we don't, that could be anything. That could yeah. be anything. And anyway, so they've, got ice cream. they've brought yeah. the show back for the Roaring 20 generation. And now the, the premise up. is a little bit of a twist where there are two jamillionaires and one of them is rich and one of them is poor. And uh-huh. so the women have to like. To choose. Yeah. So did you watch it, Lindsay? Because I heard something went down in the first episode. Oh, no, I haven't watched. I've, I've only watched The Bachelor. Oh. <laughs> so like, did they not pay the first guy well so that he didn't even become a millionaire after the success no one, of the show? No. no one becomes a millionaire from reality no. TV. What, what about if you uh, DJ? Yeah, Not what about DJ, DJ Paul E.D.? The thing is, is like that's outside of it. <laughs> oh, the reality, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you merchandise yourself yeah. based off your popular. Yeah, he show. actually had to quit his construction job, so he became even more, <laughs> more yeah, poor after this I, show. I've, other than Joe Millionaire, I've never watched a legitimate reality like dating show, mm-hmm. especially dating show. But like I've watched Burning Love. Which is a parody, yeah, a scripted right. in, uh, slash improvised sex parody. House. Watch yeah. Sex House. The Onion. Um, I treat real life dating like a dating reality show. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I go on dates with women, and then I go you tell them you're uh, rich. You have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I do. <laughs> so I've I've started borrowing um, 
Omar's pay stubs. Ooh, and I just, okay. show, I just casually drop them off. Oh, and when I say casually, I mean I put them in front of them. And, and then go, they go, they go you said stubs. you were rich. You said you were rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, well, rich in spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Joe Millionaire? <laughs> Wait, so did did they get together in the end in the original Joe Millionaire? Or were they was the uh, yeah, they got he, together in the partner, I recall like, he did pick the like one lucky woman. Well, yeah. but I think he did pick the woman who seemed least interested in the money. Because the Slurp Slurp woman was like no, like she seemed like she was, she was, there was there after for the bag, the, yeah. the money. And then there's this other woman who she's like, I'm a school teacher or something like that, that she seemed mm. much more modest. And she did end up picking her, but I don't think it lasted. Right. You, normally we would say she was there for the bag, but in this case she was there for the sack. Which, depending on how much Botox you have, could be, could be a smooth <laughs> ass motherfucker. Could be, that's the segue. question. Uh, could be question the question is, is like when your testicles go up in your body, how smooth do you want them to be? You know, yeah. when you right. get colder, what have you. Wait. Does the when Botox get oh, sucked on, up Justin, then hold on, too? Hold on, hold on, Unpack hold on, all hold on. that. I, yeah, I want it. Yeah. When your testicles go up when in your body. When you're cold or scared and your testicles go up into your body, uh -huh. how smooth do you want them to be? Do you well, it doesn't. They don't. It no, doesn't it actually like gets that. wrinklier. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. because don't, there's a certain amount of tension. Just go straight up? Mine don't go straight up straight into up? my body. Are they uh, supposed to go straight no, up? No, but into she's my talking body? about she's talking about the, the when they retract. The, but the yeah. retraction creates a wrinklier scrotum. Yeah. Mm. So you, yeah. so what we were we were talking about before the podcast, Botox and why people would get it. And I said the only reason I would get Botox is in my scrotum to see what a perfectly smooth nutsack would look like. <laughs> and because I said if I can't see myself in it. I, yeah. I said, yeah. privates, I want, I want to see myself. It's <laughs> a shiny, and too. Yeah. Shiny and smooth. Yeah. That's yeah. what I want to yeah. see. Sir, yes, sir. So, <laughs> but that, it would have to be, that's the kind of thing where I assume whatever state you're in when you Botox, that's what you're going to be. Yeah. There's no more yeah. transforming. Seeing also, by the way, do your, does your scrotum do the transformer <laughs> sound when it gets <laughs> cold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. They do it mostly when they hang down. That's probably oh, how they do it. Yeah, yeah. It's they reversed. should test Botox because balls are like the wrinkliest. Yeah. yeah. So I like the pro like the grade of Botox you get, they'd be like, they should be like, this will make even balls. Yeah. I do think this is the thing that someone has gotten Botox. Oh, in their I'm scrotum sure. Yeah. To smooth it out. Sure. I, that should be a sh like Ball Joe Ball <laughs> top yeah. billionaire. They're like this. This person may have the smoothest <laughs> balls ever. I wish there was a genital dating show. Yeah, where yeah. the only thing you got to see of the other person was their genitals. So glory that. hole. That <laughs> I've seen that exact thing. It is a porn video that yeah. I've seen before. Is there not a? I think there, there is, is a, a show naked, where you just see someone's yeah, naked yeah. body oh, in the wow. UK where yeah. they yeah. show whatever they want to at is. five p.m. and say crap. But this is just <laughs> the genitals. It's just, a, so the it's just, it's just the penis. Just the genies. Yeah. Just the vagina. We'll call it just the genies. Yeah, just, just the genies. Yeah, that's really uh, good. Jenny Joe. Well, somebody get Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Probst. I know. Yeah, yeah. We walked into that. It was right there. Um, what reality <clears throat> show would you be on? Would you be on a reality show? Uh, like, like a Survivor. If you could pick any reality show, what would you be on? Oh God. I feel like no matter what reality show you pick, I'm going to be really bad at it, especially mm. if it's one of the elimination-based ones. You've been on one, mm. and you did not get eliminated. I did not get eliminated. <laughs> that is true, because the premise of the show was find people at Rooster Teeth funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. take that oh achievement, God. Hunter. Is wow. it hot in here? Because she's... Yeah. You Jeez. fucking bastard. No. I, it, was, it was a lot of fun, but I also, like... The thing with the dating shows is I don't... I mean... I'm bad. I'm real bad at, at taking That's, things seriously and oh. also not. 
I mean, not that they're taking things seriously, but you know, like I would just do, I would always go for the bit. Yeah. That would be what I would do. So I wouldn't do well on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin, I could see you doing really well on like an amazing race. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be fun. I think the, like the ones, the adventure uh, reality TV is cool. Yeah. I would be mm-hmm. down for an amazing race. I feel like man versus food. I would fucking smash okay. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like they could do they could do an episode where they had me and that guy face off in an eating competition. I fucking smoke them and then it's my show. Yeah. So like what mm. happened with trends with Google Trends? I could see you on like a That's how I beat Todd. Like a late the David Tell, what was that one? Oh, oh, Insomniac? Insomniac. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you've got wild stories. You're a comedian. You go out, do kooky, kooky things, stay yeah. up late, go to cities. So I could definitely see you. Doing something like that. I constantly have terrible, awful stories because I, in my lifetime, whenever I'm presented with the opportunity to do the right thing, which is usually go to a hotel and go to sleep, I do the wrong thing, which is go out and talk to people. And that's what makes you so fun. Thanks, Lindsay. James would be a bake-off because was, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, he'd defy expectations. They'd, they'd sell him on the show as like, oh, this strong guy, you know, does he really know how to bake? But then mm-hmm. you would. And Turns also... Um, you do bake at home quite a bit. And you try different things. Mm-hmm. And I think also you would be like one of those people that someone else would finish preparing. You'd finish preparing your stuff and then you would help someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. With their That's baking. the best thing in bake off. Yeah. It's like, well, I finished with 15 minutes. How can I help you, Nancy? Mm-hmm. Uh, my dream job is to host a bake off. Really? Yeah. I think like it'd be. Like Noel Fielding? Yeah, like, yeah, I think it, Noel Fielding Maybe or any of the other people that have gone through You and that. I could host a bake off. I think that'd be really fun because they basically just, I just needed. What? The, how many is there's ten or twelve episodes in a season? Here, so I just need to come 10. up with ten or twelve thirty minutes remaining. Here's jokes the Funhouse then... Bake Off show. We rent a, a um, commercial grade kitchen facility here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles that has at least maybe six stoves. Well, yeah, okay. I think we have James, one. We James have a toaster and I, oven and a microwave. <laughs> James and I host, uh-huh. um, and then Funhouse competes. You know, I'm I'm winning, right? Well, we'll see. Lindsay did. Red Week. The, she rolled yeah, the office week, today Lindsay. with some fire players. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So. yeah. She, that's Everyone the thing, though. brought she, some shit. Yeah. She's, she's, she's going to score some points in the patisserie section or the yeah. patisserie section. Mm. What about but Biscuit Week? Biscuit. You had my cookies. Also, by the way, biscuits are going to be actual biscuits, yes. not cookies. Thank cookie you. Oh, wait, those gonna have, I can do those, too. We're going to have Cookie Week, yeah. and then we're going to have Biscuit Week, yeah. which are going to be Southern-style biscuits. No. I watched... Lindsay make uh, biscuits and gravy on Instagram, and I've I I thought about breaking you into your did, fucking house. Did she serve it to you at seven in the morning, <clears throat> like people in North Carolina tend to eat? No, that's oh what my I love God. about it. Yeah, but you, I me mean, sick. that's that's a breakfast. Make me sick. Yeah. I know. It's, it's it, good. This is like one of the first times Elise came back to North Carolina with me, and we were staying at my parents' place, and my best friend Corey, uh, I love him to death. He he still lives in North Carolina, and um. He wanted to be really nice, so he's like, I'm gonna and get up early. And he's a really wonderful person. Oh yeah, and this, he did this all out of love, and he was like, I'm gonna bring them breakfast. Mm-hmm. And and so he went out to Bojangles, which is a, no a an East Coast Southern chain, yeah. um, fried chicken and all kinds of Southern delights, um, and then basically rang the doorbell at seven in the morning. It was like I brought be- breakfast for you guys, and I want to watch you eat every bite of it. And it was, it was <laughs> and this is what I love. This is what I love about the South. They're like, I don't understand. We're so sick and tired all the time. It was uh, fried chicken biscuit. Yep. It was uh, biscuits and gravy, which she had never even seen before. Because my growing up, a biscuit is cookie. 
Which oh, is that's because right. you're wrong. Right? Yeah, your no, biscuits are wrong. It's the queen's. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Your biscuits are like your cartoons. They have crap in them. Because no, here's the thing. You nice. would call a, a biscuit, I I would think of as like a muffin. But that's no, not what a muffin is. A muffin? Also yeah. a muffin. Like an like an egg. You can't, like a like a like an English muffin. English muffin. Yeah, yes. we call them English muffins. The oh. part English. What's next? Signifies French fries are wrong. chips. Yeah. What happened to people from Canada are beautiful? <laughs> Fuck people from Canada. <laughs> so yeah, so he I brought this gravy biscuit. Yeah, it was it was a spread. It was a it was a Bojangles morning. I and felt there was so like rude, but maybe one that had egg, but everything <clears throat> else is like <clears throat> fried chicken. Yeah. Gravy, like it was That's basically heavy. Thanksgiving on a uh, buttered biscuit. I can never eat. I never, I have never eaten a breakfast from a fast food restaurant where I have felt safe. Oh, no. Or like yeah. good after. Oh, come on. Are you okay? I'm going like, to go grab one of Lindsay's eclairs because they got to see. <laughs> yeah. We, we got we to do a little test. We should do yeah, a little yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can. All right. Uh, should we take a break? Soggy bottom. I remember no, no, getting. Keep going. I remember in high school when the McGriddle was invented. Yeah, and I like was so Yo. high. Where they like inject? It's a pancake bun, it's little maple, and they crystals. inject maple into it. The and guy then it's who, an egg McMuffin with a pancake. The guy who, who invented the egg McMuffin or the the not the egg McMuffin the the McGriddle the McGriddle. Sorry. He's fucking genius. Yeah, like, he is, and it's it's crazy because like. It, everything that he's invented, if you look him up and read the thing, it just sounds like he got real fucking high all well, the time. He's a genius the same way Oppenheimer's a genius. <laughs> it's like, yeah, genius. <laughs> but it's also one of those things that maybe you should have kept it to yourself. Yeah, but at okay? what cost? Because, yeah. because you've basically traded the future of humanity for sharing your genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think. I've, I've never felt good. But also, my family is from the South. My mom's family is from Mississippi and mm-hmm. Louisiana. Yep. And so, like, I would go down there all the time. I've had real biscuits and gravy. I love biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. I love them to death. And uh, and biscuits in general are, like, very important to me. I like them. Yeah, yeah. One time I broke up with a girl because she said, I make the best biscuits. And I went, hmm. We'll see about okay, that. Okay, we'll see about that. And yeah. she made no shit. She pulled out the fucking Pillsbury dough. I had roll. those last night. <clears throat> it was awful. We just, we, yeah. they're like, we're... It is that's actually like the McGriddle because there's like fucking like butter crystals, crystals injected in them, yeah. into it. <clears throat> well, that's also just weirdly sociopathic. I would never say I make an amazing yeah. pizza and yeah. then heat up a DiGiorno's. DiGiorno, yeah. yeah. I would go, Do you want some DiGiorno's? And that's where it would be. Yeah, that that's the okay, Joe right. Millionaire. That's like you can't start your relationship on a lot. Yeah. Well, that her point was she was like uh I said, touch. I thought you said you make the, the best biscuits. Mm-hmm. And she said, Well, no, I just like I go off script. And I went, what do you mean? And what? she goes, well, they say you're supposed to bake them for this. But I like a biscuit a little overcooked. And I was like, I no, can't. No, no, no. And I want to say that like it was the sole reason we broke up. Or, the, or I want to say it wasn't the sole reason but we broke was, up. Yeah. But like it was no, yeah, that's, yeah. It was yeah. a seed that yeah. grew into a plant of hate. It may not have been just the biscuits. It's the idea of telling somebody, I make the best X. And then just. Right. Yeah. That's so funny that I we. I haven't had those maybe in like 20 years. Yeah. But my partner, they like, it's like a nostalgia thing. And we were at their parents and they stole it out of the the freezer. And we took, or the, there was a little Pillsbury yeah. thing. And they're like, we're taking this. I was like, all right, I don't know what the fuck these are. And then, yeah, making them last night, seeing, I was like, what is that? Is it mold? And they're like, no, that's, 
That's butter. <laughs> butter <laughs> Speaking of things that were uh, just heated up from the freezer aisle, we have these eclairs. Ooh, shot. So Lindsay was, was making these yesterday. They look beautiful. Presentation. Was there dairy in them? I didn't pop yeah. any. Oh, there's no, there's dairy. dairy. Definitely well, dairy. But I, she, and Lindsay will lose points for that. Yes. Yeah, yeah there's milk. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Hold up, let me get this. But, uh, I'll just fart in front of y'all. Hell yeah. yeah I need they to look use my beautiful. big fingers. Good, COVID, there's we a shouldn't. good color. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good color of the chocolate, smooth chocolate. On, if you look on hair. the underside. Find the hair. It's Arlen. It's Arlen. Yeah. That's probably my my hair. Well, that's that's protein. I'll just bite so. it from the other side. Mm. Yeah, it's protein. All right. But so like good color underneath. Like okay. Okay. This would be but this would be the test yeah. where we'd have everyone would make eclairs and we'd have to rank them blind. No one mm. would just be assigned to Claire. So you'd have to have like Lindsay's Done. life story written on them right. or something. Man versus food. Done. Wow. Gone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Are good. Who ended up winning? Was good it crisp. food? It was food. <laughs> yeah, crisp. food ruined good his life. On the bottom. The good flakiness of the pastry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, that's, a, that's a shoe pastry. That's a pâte shoe that I made. Perfect amount of uh, pastry here. Yeah. Whatever it's you called. You see the bubbles? You see the even distribution? The clair jizz. The custard? The clair cum? Of, yeah. of, of bubbles in the there. Cl- you talking about the Pastry clam? cream? Yeah. Perfect amount of cream. Mm. Good stuff. Custard is delicious, Lindsay. Custard, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Well, I'm glad you enjoy them. That's good stuff. <clears throat> it was really good. You also only have 30 minutes left. To live? No, to finish. Cooking. She finished. I'm just letting. I have to let everyone know. Okay, that's part of the job. It's a good job. Yeah. What what kind of uh, what kind of uh, reality show would you do at least? I would love to be on America's Next Top Model, but back when Tyra was really mean to everybody. I mm. love that. Mm-hmm. Would you want to be one on the modeling side or on the judging? Definitely side? a contestant. Yeah. <laughs> so she would be like, "Look, we want to keep your beauty. We love your look. We, we want to keep it natural, but we're gonna." St- shave your head and <laughs> blow your eyebrows yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? <laughs> because she was constantly putting those women into like harrowing, dangerous situations, things that had nothing to do with modeling and breaking their spirits and belittling them. Well, except that what's the best model? A mannequin. Oh. A giant hairless, yeah. like yeah. like Botox. unrealistically featured yeah, thing right. that has no nothing that distracts from the clothes. So yeah. I've, seen a, just knew. I've seen a movie about a mannequin. I've never mannequin seen. <laughs> I've never seen a movie about a model before. That's true. Because in Mannequin Two, oh. mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> what's the movie with Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks? That's about a model. I don't know. Lohan. I've never oh. seen Tyra Banks. I don't know that one. It takes two. Probably no. That's the. Olsen's. I no, you're Ricky thinking Friday. of It Takes Mannequin too. Right, It Takes Mannequin What's too. the the Heidi Klum? She's a Germ- the German model. Heidi mm-hmm. Klum, that's a person. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she was hosting Germany's Next Top Model and they were they kicked me out of my rock gym back in the day. So I showed up to my climbing gym and they're like... Because you lived in Germany. No, they were here. They were here? They were here filming oh. uh, in LA for Germany's Next Top Model. And so I show up I had taken, you know, I drive up to this rock gym. It was really far away at the time. And I show up and they're like, you can't go, you can't go in. I was like, what the hell? Why? Why? It's a normal, normal hours. They're like, Heidi Klum's here. And they rented out for Germany's Next Top Model. So I was like, all right, can I just like wait? And when they're done. So I watched it and I was, it was like you said, like there was no reason. None of the, none of these models were rock climbers. Maybe one had experience in it, but they're like, 
today you have to model, but on the wall. And so they were like climbing on the wall. Because you never like, know. Well, a model yeah. never knows that they're going to, they might have to be on a motorcycle. Yeah, they might have to be on the back uh-huh. of a Jeep. They might have to be on a rock wall. I was just bitter because I couldn't climb. Mm-hmm. Well, My, also all the models had blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a, a yeah. Germany's uh, oh, next. We will find the best German model <laughs> ever. <laughs> Uh, my favorite thing about watching this, because I used to watch America's Next Top Model with my mom all the time, and I'll never be able to forget this. There was one where she was trying to teach them how to smile, how to smile with your eyes, <laughs> and she goes, she goes, smile with your eyes, do it, to one of the models, and the model goes like, but still smiles a little bit with her mouth, and Tyra goes, that's wrong, you stupid idiot, or like, she's unnecessarily mean, and they go, Tyra, show her, and Tyra goes, yeah, I know. And then also smiles with her fucking lips. It just... No, uh, Naomi was Jen- right. Jennifer Love Hewitt is the queen of smiling with your eyes. You Jennifer should- Love Hewitt? Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt. Hewitt. Okay, all right. Wait. Can't Hardly Wait. Party of Five. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, if you ever look at a picture of her... Can we pull up a picture of her smiling? Yeah. It, her her eyes basically do McDonald's arches. <laughs> she, it used to drive my mom crazy. Smizing is why? Not wait, a shape. Yeah. why? Smizing she was like, "What's wrong? Why should you do that with her eyes?" What? Smizing is an emotion. It's smiling with your eyes. But you'd... And she, and you, if you saw a picture of Jennifer Love Hewitt, we should play a game. Well, now mm. in these masks, Jennifer Love times, Hewitt these... with with everything see, below her nose blocked out, you would know she's smiling because she'd be like. Like this. I mean, yeah, it's a good skill to have in these pandemic times when you're masked up. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's smizing. I mean, this is also, this is, if you find her that's from a, Can't Hardly Wait or something like that. Lindsay, but can, that's, you, that's, can that's, you cut to me? I'm going to smize. That's perfect. What'd you say? Wow. Oh. Whoa. No. That's creepy. It's, it's <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it where you Do pinch, not throw that at me. There's, there's this, right, where you pinch your upper lip and then you smile. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's something else entirely. What? It like draws to me. It. That's just Hitler mustache. <laughs> good. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, just yeah, look good. Shout you look like a model. I would to be a fly on the wall during the surreal life, and see Bridget Nielsen and Flavor Flav fall in love. Yeah. There were I've, plenty of flies on that wall, by the way. <laughs> they were gathering like they knew something was dying in there. Flavor, I, I watched Flavor, all of Flavor of, Love Flavor of Love and the follow-up, I Love New York. Oh, God. Yeah. Those were the, that was the days. Yeah. That's or, when reality TV was just at its peak trash. Or Flavor Flavor and Hoops still together. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my... I want to say Do my gravestone. Flavor Flavor? A Flavor Flavor and Hoops still together? Flavor There's a great Flavor Flavor Flav YouTube video of him at like backstage in like Vegas and he sees Miley Cyrus but he thinks that she's Gwen Stefani <sighs> and he's just like Gwen Stefani he's just like yelling at her and then like he's like keeps like I love your work he's like and then like his whole crew's like no that's that's Miley Cyrus they're like whispering Aww. to him and then like at, at that same flavor flavor decibel he's just like Billy Ray's daughter <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's so good <laughs> I love Flavor Flavor. Uh, I have realized that the reality show is more encompassing than I previously thought. So, like, we've been mentioning shows that are clearly reality shows that I didn't think of. Because when I think of reality shows off the top of my head, I think of, like, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now I want to change my answer. If I was going to be in a reality show, I would want to be in, and I can't remember what it was called, but there was an MTV show. 
where you would go on a date with somebody. But in order to date that person, you had to go on a date with their parents. Mm-hmm. And then Classic. at the end of it, you had to choose whether or not you wanted to date the person you intended to yeah. or the parent that you went on a date with. You can date the parent? There was a couple episodes wow. where somebody was like, That's creepy. Monica, I think you're a real great lady. But me and your mom, Sharon, just have a connection, and I cannot deny it. Mm-hmm. And then they would make out on the TV. Oh, it was so good. Wow. Juicy. Just imagine not knowing that your mom is just fucking getting slammed, <laughs> dude, and finding out when he says they have a connection. Is this the one that always did the reveal <clears throat> at the Santa Monica Pier? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Because there'd be they some also, times where they'd like they'd like choose they choose either the daughter, the mother, or none. Yeah, and they'd walk away, uh, and then it would just be the mom and the daughter just standing there. The, the nun up. was the best because it was um, it was a a twenty something year old person basically going no to you and your entire family. Generational <laughs> trauma. Your yeah. house is cursed. I was yeah. like the room raiders, where room it was raiders. the same concept, but you judge their room instead yeah. of their parent. Yeah. I love Room Raiders because they would always uh, point. <laughs> Daniel, 18. He's like, I, I'm That's 18. It. My name's Daniel. I'm 18 years old and I got it all figured out. <laughs> I love Room Raiders because they would always walk into a, a dude's room and point at everything and go like, I wonder if that's for jerking off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. We're bringing in the black light now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was one episode where they were in some some guy's room and they opened up the closet and it was like a chinchilla farm. Yeah. Oh, I would totally <laughs> I date know. that dude. I love chinchillas. <laughs> well, he was selling well, them yeah. for food. Well, he's a provider. Yeah. <laughs> so the Canadians see the best in everybody. <laughs> we try. Um, yeah, there was that other fucking MTV show, Yo Mama, which was great. It was... Uh, I'm not familiar with Yo that Mama. one. Are you serious? Is that the one where you tell Yo Mama jokes? They literally, yeah. Oh, okay. They, I thought it was another dating oh, one. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. They did Yo that Mama jokes and it was hosted by Fez, Fez from yeah. That 70s yeah, Show. Yeah. Who was coming back to me. Clearly checked out of every single yeah. episode. Did not care. I but, felt like he was also like really overcompensating because everyone knew him as the image of Fez. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm hard. I'm real like, hard. I'm real hard. They would, not they would like try Fez. to sh- okay. they would try to fucking slide it in where they would because they would do the same thing where you would go to your opponent's house yeah and visit their right room. To, to learn about stuff to diss them on exactly about, yeah <laughs> and so then uh so sometimes stupid. they would go yeah. to like a house and it would be like in a poor area and fez i don't even know his real fucking no, name would fez sit down and just be like you know sometimes when you're from the streets like us it's just like dude you don't need to do this his name's right? wilmer he's hard he's oh, yeah. wilmer valderrama right <laughs> He's also a, a fucking snake vampire in the new Dust or new Dust Till Dawn mm. TV <laughs> L show. Rays 2009 <laughs> yeah. Dust Till Dawn. L Rays. <laughs> well, and he's coming on the podcast next week. So oh, watch yeah. me. You got Wilmer? No. You got Wilmer. Oh, dang it. Yo, mama. <laughs> I know, just never realized there was a masculine form of Wilma, <clears throat> right? I did learn that Freddie Prince, <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., who was not, you know, a late 90s, early 2000s hunk. He is in the Late gaming geek scene. He has his own YouTube channel where he creates gaming content and he has like guests and he does tabletop what? stuff. What? Uh, get him on Lindsay. a stream. Get him on Lindsay. A... I mean, Freddie, if you see this, if you're watching, FBG. we would love to have you oh game gosh, with us at Funhouse and, yeah. and with Lindsay. What was it like on the set of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer? Did you get to see 
the the sun suntan booth that but Jennifer Love Hewitt almost died in. Smized her way out. Of. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, would you game with FPJ? FPJ. And before you answer, dramatic pause. We're going to take a break. So come back after these ads to find out if Lindsay would game with Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> dun dun dun. When it comes to New Year's resolutions, who doesn't appreciate a cheat code? Here's a quick one for your savings goals. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month with Mint Mobile. They are the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, and they pass that savings on with a banana starting rate of only $15. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G wireless network. Plus, you can keep your phone, your number, and all your existing contacts. And with Mint Mobile, you can choose the amount of monthly data that's right for you and stop paying for data that you don't use. Funhouse member John Smith uses Mint Mobile mm-hmm. constantly, and he yeah. won't shut up about it. I know. He swa- hey, remember, he swapped over to it years ago. Yeah. And he's never gone back. Never gone back. Yeah. And John Smith has never been wrong about anything. Well. My boy is minted. <laughs> he's, he, he, he's good with his money. He, he knows is. how to save. And so. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash FHpod. That's mintmobile.com slash FHpod. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash FHpod. And we're back. And we have a very important question for Lindsay, James, yeah. you want to tee us up? Lindsay, you've had a couple minutes to think about it. Uh, would you game with Freddie Prince Jr.? Um, yes, and and we would make a Call of Duty montage, and the song would be uh, Sixpence, None the Rancher, Kiss Me. So, yes. Wow. Freddie, you heard it here. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have love you. To have yeah, you yeah. His, his partner, I got a qu- Sarah Michelle Geller. Freddie, I just I got want, a qu- like, you know, a triple kill to, you know. SMG. Yeah. SMGs. Yeah. Oh, that's really why he likes Cod so much. Yeah, yeah. he only uses SMGs in Cod. Oh, my God. I, SMGs? Freddie Mintz Gooners? <laughs> Freddie, it's amazing having you on the podcast. I have only one question that I, I want to ask you. Was it hard also playing a character named Fred in Scooby-Doo? Because uh, you... People would say, Fred, we need you. And that could refer both to you, the actor, or you, the character. Is that Was that difficult for you? I, I request from, from then on only to play characters named Fred. He kind of did. He was in a show called Freddy. I have no further questions. I have no Freddy <laughs> questions. Well, if Thank you're you watching, your Freddy, love to have you. You're always welcome. I'll come up with some more questions. Yeah. 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 If you're watching, Freddy, I would hate to have you. Probably about Summer Catch. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> A big regret because it wasn't his character wasn't named Freddy. No, it was really hard. No. You know, it's just the amount of takes you have theaters. to do because you get confused. I saw that movie. In it's theaters. like Jackie Chan. It's yeah. like just call me Jackie. Just, just call simpler, me Jackie. It's quicker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I always love that in a movie when it's clear that like the person they brought in for comedic relief needed to be named after them themselves. Otherwise, <laughs> it was too complex for them. <laughs> this character is named Barty Lang. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh man. I uh, well, that just made me think of Bob Saget, which made me sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh. R.I.P. Bob Saget. That you think sucks. he was a gamer? Would, no, um, I don't think so. Damn. I was saying, what a world we live in where, like, full house, we're losing people from full house. Yeah, 
It's just going to keep it happening. It makes you feel really yeah. old. This yeah. is how my parents felt James when Avery. Desi Arnaz died. <laughs> <laughs> my, my birthday is tomorrow. I'm turning uh-huh. 26. And I've been, you know, every time your birthday comes around, you think a lot about uh, aging, growing mm-hmm. older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've realized that over the past few years, I've been feeling my body deteriorate. Yeah. Like I'm feeling it falling apart as it is now. Mm-hmm. I just have pains that are just there. Yeah. They're just constant. And like you s- hold on. You say this oh. and then before this podcast, you told me a story about how you door dashed yeah. Sizzler yeah. shrimp. Yep. And then <laughs> and then hold on. And hold then on. forgot about it, left because it because I was high. Because he was okay. high. And then ate like 45 minute old. Sizzler DoorDash shrimp that had already sat in somebody's car. Once you car, said DoorDash Sizzler, I was like, you, you're, well, you've made that too had many all, mistakes. That had already. sat in somebody's car for an extra, like for 20 yeah. minutes already. So you can turn but your life around. I, I just, <laughs> no, morally, it's too late for me. I morally take issue with that because you, you don't even get to hear the sizzling. The whole point <laughs> of Sizzler is to hear the sizzling. And no. you've, you've, you've deprived yourself of what Sizzler has to truly offer. Mm-hmm. Sizzler in my family is the place you go to celebrate somebody graduating from high school, which rarely happens, or somebody getting out of prison, which happens a lot. Okay. That's where we would go. I told Omar already, every time we would go to Sizzler, my dad would put on his nicest black polo uh-huh. and his cleanest Air Force Ones. And we would get into the dirty SUV uh-huh. that he did not have registered. <laughs> and we would drive to the Sizzler, pregame in the parking lot, and then go in and get kicked out as a family. That's what Sizzler is all about. And I was feeling nostalgic. And I wanted to order some. And I saw the shrimp. And I got it. And I ate it. And then I got food poisoning <laughs> immediately. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. And then I had to cancel on going out for drinks with Cody. Uh, who's, you, Cody's a TD mm-hmm. from Austin. Yeah. Uh, who helped set up all of these fucking lights and kind of uh, him and Rick and and some other people that have been here have been uh, putting together the studio and making it fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I felt really bad because I love hanging out with Cody. And, mm-hmm. ev- and, and I couldn't because I got food poisoning. All out of your own control. Yeah. Yeah. I say you, you can live done. a long and prosperous life just. I don't you- want to live a long and prosperous <laughs> life. <laughs> like, I used to be. Do you want to eat DoorDash shrimp? I want to. I'm, I'm, Thanos I'm, made an easier decision. Yeah. Than ordering so- Sizzler on DoorDash yeah. seafood. I used to. <laughs> so many. I used to be so afraid of, uh, of dying. Like it was my biggest fear. And now I've realized, like, that fear you welcome it. kicked yeah. in at 24. <laughs> I'm, tw- I'm going to be 26 tomorrow, and it's like, I've, I'm done. Well, I you're, o- you're over the hump now because yeah. your brain is still developing, growing, forming until you're 25. Yeah. And, now it's, and then it's all yeah. downhill from They here. also said that you keep, you know, growing in height until you're 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that's finally cut well, itself ears off. and nose. No, they keep, keep going. going. They keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I'm trying to... I'm trying to destroy my body slowly, but also I can feel it being destroyed. <laughs> I was say you're doing it quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why I'm gonna die, and then you guys will be like, "Wow, we're losing people from Funhouse now." <laughs> from Funhouse, our yeah. most recent hire, <laughs> yeah. most recent and youngest hire. Um, well, because that's the thing is, like, I'm gonna get to 56 and die, and they're gonna be like, "Well, it wasn't a DoorDash delivered incident." But it's like, yeah, it's because of all the DoorDash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, it's a shrimp from before. Will you pursue legal action against DoorDash? 
Will I take legal action against DoorDash? No, they can he, sue him. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did uh, get mad at DoorDash because on top of the stuff that I ordered, I also ordered a, a, a thing of mac and cheese, and it didn't show up. So I got to say it didn't show up, and they said we'll refund your order. So I got free food poisoning. Wow, they didn't even charge <laughs> you. Mm-mm. They probably knew they were You're- throwing. <laughs> They'll give them the mac and cheese. That's even worse than the shrimp. You ever like see discussions on death and uh, and see that like, you know, some people are like, I'm not afraid of death. I didn't exist for sure for billions of years before I existed now. And I was like, I was like, yeah, but you didn't have conscious awareness then either dog. Yeah. So here's the thing is like I I went through a, a. I mean, just like everyone, in 2020, I went through an existential crisis of realizing that I was going to die. But previously to that, I had the concept that I was going to die, but it never kicked into my brain that one day I will actively really? lose consciousness. I, that didn't happen to uh, you until you were 25? 24. Oh, right, wow. That's right little, right that feels late. Feels no, but that's late. what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> I, knew, I knew I would die. How old were you? Three? Like eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I've, I've lived a pretty privileged life of like. I've, of I've, living. Yeah. yeah I'm uh, me. I'm named after a guy who got killed when he was 15 in a drive-by. That's where the name Armando Torres comes from. Anything past that, I'm fucking living the life. So I never realized that I was going to die until this moment. And once I did, I started freaking out about it. And again, the concept of dying I got, and I used to freak out about it. But I mean, the the idea of all of this stuff that I'm doing means fucking nothing. There's no reason to do anything. There's no reason to go for it. Nihilism. Yeah. I got, it, it really fucked me up. I had a mental breakdown. Uh, I moved in with my mom for a couple months. Uh, I was like focused primarily on trying to, fix my mental health and I was getting so upset with people who would say that thing about the consciousness because it felt like going to a village and seeing a dragon and the dragon's just fucking everything up and you go that's terrifying and they go well you didn't know about the dragon before you came here and it's like well yeah but now I know it's there and it's always lurking and one day it's going to come get me and they go well there's nothing we can do about the dragon so just don't worry about the dragon and one day the dragon will come and take you and destroy well, everything you've mm. built up and nothing that you ever do will have ever mattered i mean it's also like like saying well you know before there was no village here before yeah so the dragon is just <clears> sending <throat> it back to the way the village was. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but the village as it stands now has my SNES mini in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always, whenever that those thoughts happen to me, I think about the alternative, which is living forever. And like, that just sounds exhausting. I told it's my- like, th- I'd much rather die. I told my therapist that I would rather <laughs> hell be real and live for an eternity having the consciousness than to, to go out. Well, I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but I feel like most people probably don't know that they died. No, you I don't. Think, like, mm, it, like, I right. think your brain, your body has like systems in places which we've seen chemically, yeah. which are like they mm-hmm. just flood you with stuff. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just get super like, high yeah. for free, and, like, baby. And it's like, it's like, so you probably never reach that point. You probably do consciousness into eternity. Yeah. Because yeah. it just completely saps any sort of sense of time and place or whatever. And then that's, you know, then you just become this entity, mm-hmm. which is makes it less scary for me. There's, yeah, your brain dumps all its reserves of DMT. Yeah. I'm so just like, worried that I'm going to die and, before the Dreamcast Mini. Right. <laughs> I'm just afraid I'm going to die before I get trip, to get There's going to be endless Dreamcast Minis. That's yeah. true. Endless. And what's cool about right DMT is that it, it disrupts your perception of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have an eternity of playing 
you're gonna get an N64 and mini. That's what everyone. You're gonna get a PS5 mini. Uh, that's what everyone <laughs> thinks like a near life experience is or the you see your life flash before your eyes when you die because the DMT flood yeah. is mm -hmm. creating that visual. <clears throat> I like getting older. I know I've talked about this, yeah. but like not me. For you. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, get happier and happier the older I get, I feel like. I feel like I and I like myself more the older I get. And I also uh, feel like it, you know, it's it's every year I'm like that's a, another year that maybe I thought I wasn't going to get. Like, yeah, it's a bummer every I'm, year. Yeah. yeah, every year is great because I want to keep living. Um, and, but I also think that, like, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. And I do think, like, you just be, you when you die, you reenter the yeah. surroundings yeah. of the universe. We and I'm fine with stars. that. It, yeah. it helps a lot. Also, if anyone has the same fear, a couple things that I would recommend is like uh, On Death and Dying, which is a great book yeah. by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who is a follower of Ram Das. who Ram Das and sort of his whole bullshit is good to a point because he makes a lot of, he's a guru and he makes a lot of great points, but then he'll start telling you how to live your life and it's like, well, hold on. Yeah, take hold it, up easy, take it easy, pal. So it's, I do like that idea, but also... I know nothing except for consciousness and the idea. Sure. And that's Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's whole fucking point in her book is like a human has no idea of what not having consciousness is because when you're unconscious, you're not experiencing anything. Yeah. So your entire perception of everything is consciousness. And to take that away in the human brain, there's no way to detach that as something being done against yeah. you. So we don't see death as like a thing that's supposed to happen. We see it as a slight against us from the world or something. You, you know what all of this reminds me of? What's up? Because I know we don't have a lot of time left. Jingle all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just the way. about to say that. Fantastic movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, so we were we had we'd been talking about Jingle All the Way because uh James a big fan. I'm a big fan. You brought it. We yeah, were talking about nostalgia movies. I had recently watched it. We were talking about nostalgia movie. I had recently watched it over the Christmas break or the holiday break. And I'd also recently watched Total Recall, another Schwarzenegger classic. And Total Recall, I hadn't seen in a long time. And in watching it, I realized that it very... To spoil the movie, sorry if you haven't seen it. Don't listen to this next bit. There's three titties in it. Uh, but yeah, there are three titties in it. But uh, in the end, you... Or it's about, you know, you him he, he's trying to get a memory implanted and about being a cool spy going to Mars. But then as that happens, he they realize, oh no, he is a real spy. And he ends up going to Mars. But then the whole time you're like, okay, is this truth or is this the memory implant working? And it seemed very obvious when I watched it now as an uh, adult. Uh, and as like a someone who's made you know worked in film, I was like, oh, it seems like very intentionally that this was all in his head, and this man is not a hero, but is actually a sociopath or a narcissist, or taking a, a heavy DMT trip, or and and that that he's like really, and the way it ends with the fade to white, not fade to black, and uh, when you see, there's just lots of little hints throughout, and I was like, wow, that was really bold for the time. Uh, because, you know, you get your Hollywood happy ending, but in reality, it's an extremely dark, unsettling film. It's about, like an inception. About a man who is un deeply unsatisfied with his life and instead of confronting that, goes down a narcissistic path to become uh, his own his own hero. It's very Sorry, this is Jingle All the Way? 
So yes, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven doesn't miss. Yeah, and so I watched Jingle All the Way, classic, Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, and no lesson is learned. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is a horrible person that only acts out of self-interest the entire film. And the, in the end, you think that a lesson is learned, but he's actually, he's only rewarded for this behavior. And, and he ends up in his own cycle of hell because he goes through, he, you know, he's a shitty father, a shitty husband, and he tr keeps trying to do the bare minimum to make up for all the shit that he's done to impress his child by doing all these horrible things to finally get the doll that the child wants. And he finally, you know, he ends up becoming the thing, the guy and, you know, tricking his son into loving him. And you're like, okay, maybe like there will be a lesson learned. Zero lesson learned, the movie ends and then his wife comes to him and is like, oh, so what did you get to our anniversary? He looks to the camera, oh fuck, I have to do this all again. And he just keeps trapping himself in this hell loop because he refuses to just be a good person, admit when he's wrong, admit that he's fucked up and just keep per perpetuating lies in order to cover for himself. Brilliant film that I didn't know as a kid. I thought he was a hero. And now I'm like, wow, this was the total recall for children. Uh, Please, I, yeah. yeah, so I also love Jingle All The Way. It's a Christmas classic for me. Oh yeah. Um, I think it's great. And I love it specifically for two reasons beyond just how fun it is. Number one, I think it says a lot about how modern filmmaking is done and why I personally enjoy it less because this movie comes from an age where some studio executive came up with a stupid premise. A guy needs to do anything he can on Christmas Eve to get the toy, the, the hottest popular toy for his kid because he forgot, right? Can I, do, was this, do you remember if this was before or after the Tickle Me Elmo thing? I think it was around that same okay. time. Uh, I mean yeah. like Power Rangers too. Right. Like Power Rangers had the same stuff where you couldn't yeah. find them and everything. So it was like around that time of oh, like- Cabbage Patch Dolls the, too. The, it was oh, like the yeah. 80s, it was, you know? Yeah. It was like, when it's like <laughs> as soon as they started doing like, this is the toy of the year, right? Yeah. And it became a thing, Beanie Babies, all that stuff. Right, right. Um, so clearly it came from a place of like looking at real life and then saying, how we make a movie? But then they gave it to a screenwriter who wrote a coherent script, who gave it to a, and did his best from this dumb premise. And they probably said Arnold's attached. So already going yeah. in, you're like, okay. So you make this, <laughs> write this best script that you can from this silly premise and with a ridiculous lead. And then you give it to a director and the director says, okay, we got this script. I'm gonna make the script to the best of my ability and do that and the end result is this movie that's inherently flawed because of the starting point but every single step after that is good and it means it's a watchable thing like it's it's like oh it's going to keep coming back again and again despite how stupid it is and there's a lot of movies from the 80s and 90s that fit that bill it's like terrible idea mm -hmm. but they had a coherent vision from that point on and then they made a coherent movie that's why I love it, number one. But number two, I love it, and I've probably talked about this before. Well, you don't else. love it, you... I appreciate what it, 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 it seems to maybe aware oh. depict. Well. It's a, it's a harsh truth. Depict, yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It casts a mirror on society. Yes. Where, where you have a upper middle class white man, mm -hmm. right? That is most of society. Mm -hmm. And a and a uh, lower like working class black man. That's my society. Taking the exact same actions to achieve the exact same goals. And at the end of the movie, for them choosing those exact same paths, 
the white man is lifted up on the shoulders of his community and celebrated as a literal hero, and the black man is carted away to jail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His child is given the toy at the end, which I always think is the funniest, like, fuck you yeah, in sorry, the whole thing. His, like, the kid goes, here, you can have it. And he's like, my dad's going to jail tonight, and I may never see him again. Yeah. Like, he's almost certainly going to lose his job. Yep. Um, he's going to lose his pension. His government job. Like, yep. he's going to lose all that. He's never going to be able to work again. I don't know how long he's going to be gone, but your yeah. dad's, they're having a parade for him now. And I think it's really funny because <laughs> they do the exact same, like, no one goes further than the other yeah. really at any phase of the process. It's, I think it's really strange that they typecast Sinbad as a guy who can't get work anymore. How dare you? Yeah, that's an attack. Oh, uh, that's an attack. Yeah. But I, I agree. I don't, unlike, unlike Total Recall, which I believe was intentional, I don't know if, if it was intentional in Jing All the Way, but if it ends up being this like harrowing critique of like American class and consumerism. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional. I don't know that it was. But because it. it was, it go, because it goes so far in being so unredeemable in every way, I, I honestly becomes this like beautiful, like satire yeah. thing. And like, so like, again, I don't know if I should give people accolades that made it. Cause I don't believe it was intentional, but now looking at it as a film, knowing all these things and like, I remember when my partner and I were watching it, we were commenting about, yeah, the Sinbad's fate. And like, I was like, wow, this is like, are they trying to say something about class? And, and like, at the end, we're like, okay, I don't think any of this was intentional, but it does, if you, yeah. Still sticks the landing still, yeah, somehow. Yeah, it somehow <laughs> sticks the landing. And it's only really because well. it's coherent visions. Like if someone told a yeah. coherent story and stories require certain elements, mm -hmm. so. You've seen that, you know, that that whole idea about how, like, after an artist puts out their work, the intention is is oh, yeah. put on the the viewer or the, the yeah. people enjoying it. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if there was their intention to do that. That's what you got out of it. Yeah. Of seeing. And yeah. The, the, I think the, the reason that I give it the benefit of the doubt and push it into that is because Phil Hartman's performance is just... He's great. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's perfectly satirical <laughs> yeah. and real. And yeah, who said you could eat my cookies? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like because like and, and it's like why I oh, like the Simpsons. I thought transcended a lot of things. Is like he just perfectly nails that tone of like sat. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah. that brilliant satire that's also like commentary. Yeah. Um, I know we have to end this, but I want to say one thing. A fun thing to do is to watch a movie like Total Recall and then watch a remake. Because oh, right. all those things that you're describing in the first one are completely absent. They're stripped of it. I watched the remake recently. I watched a lot of remakes. I watched the remake of Total Recall, the remake of Karate Kid, and <laughs> all of them are like, you missed the point. Yeah. Like, who <laughs> gave you this? Because you clearly didn't understand the point of any of these films, <laughs> and you made something that is devoid of substance. You've only taken the wrong, like, even the three-boobed, yeah, thing appears in the new Total Recall, but you, it's it's gratuitous nudity in the first film, but it's placed at a time where you're like, oh, we've established that they have like strange mutations and stuff, yeah. and this is like an oddities place, and the, oh, you can go get all your fantasies fulfilled. In the in the Colin Farrell remake, she's just on the street, <laughs> like it's just it's like oh, we got to get the three boobs in there, and they just put uh, it in there. It's yeah, just really yeah. funny to see how things have just farted into right. nothingness. Don't remake any of my films. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Coolidge. Coolidge. They all hold up. Wow. <laughs> That's such a good yeah. Coolidge impression. Yeah. Well, it's not, but. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, How, I, I, do, 
I'm working on it. Do Jennifer Coolidge talking to Owen Wilson about the show Friends. Oh, Jen. Well, so Jen, you were never on Friends. It was a different Jen on Friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was busy on the indie circuit at the time. I, I can't. Right. I no, 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 wait, you don't. Know, Thank you. Now have Owen Jennifer respond. Coolidge was on Friends. Whoa. She was. She was yeah. Phoebe. Something to do with Phoebe? Yeah. It was oh, like Phoebe yeah. and Monica's friend from London. Mm. Anyways, the end. Wow. Well, that's wow. it for me. Yeah. This has been really nice. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, you know, go watch a good movie and remember that we're all going to die one day. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. We'll send you a like cookies. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs>